We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is 11.08. You are listening to The Shaletta Show on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio. Your good neighbor station. I am so glad that you are here because let me tell you something. My producer Carrie has lined up an amazing show uh, for us today. I am just delighted about all the wonderful guests, um, the topics, the things uh, that she has planned for us over this next three hours. And then when I'm done, my friend Steve Thompson is going to be live from Target Field. Now, even though he's at Target Field, he's still going to have Tech Talk from 2 to 3. And then he has um, all kinds of fun guests lined up from Target Field, including an interview with former manager Ron Gardenhire. So you don't want to miss that. And then, of course, the Twins play the Rangers starting at 610. Uh, the pregame starts at 530, and you can listen to that here on your good neighbor station. Now, speaking of good neighbors, I usually see a lot of mine down at the Minneapolis Farmers Market. And, and I was talking to my friends at United Healthcare. Um, we had a big bowling tournament to raise money for Dr. Verna's Girls in Action program. And they were there helping raise money and bowling, and we were having fun. And they said, well, Shaletta, do you know about the program that, that we've got at the Farmers Market? And I said, well, no, 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 tell me all about it. They said, we really need more people to take advantage of it. It's a 30 dollar voucher program where families can get fresh fruits and veggies at the farmer's market and I said you got to be kidding me um we have so many people who are food insecure in our community and when they do get access um you know it's not necessarily fruits and veggies these families are, are getting ready to send their kids back to school they need something to eat they need something for those lunch boxes this is a great opportunity for them to take advantage of and they said well you got to call uh cena because she is the, ma- the the manager at the minneapolis farmers market and she can talk all about it she can tell folks how they can take advantage of this 30 dollar voucher program to get fresh fruits and veggies at the farmer's market. So I had to invite Miss Cena. Um, she is joining mm-hmm. us now on the Shaletta Show on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Cena, thank you for spending a little bit of your morning with us. I know Saturdays are very busy at the Minneapolis Farmer's Market. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And, yes, you are right. We are at the height of our vegetable season. Our EDT, SNAP EDT token exchange program is going through the roof. Everyone's so excited to triple their money at our market. 
and spend it with local farmers. But um, we always have extra time to tell people more about this program because with the help of United Healthcare, we're gonna we're we already are number one, but we're gonna go to the roof with with getting people access to fresh food. Now, Cena, you know, I, I've been down to the farmer's market. It's always an amazing time. I always see so many local vendors selling their wares. A lot of them, like my friend Crown Shepherd, they make a majority of the money that they live on for the year uh, with mm-hmm. how they sell and how their product moves at the farmer's market. Um, and, mm-hmm. and so this program, this $30 voucher program uh, for families um, to get fresh fruits and veggies um, through this uh, United Healthcare program um, is an amazing opportunity that families can take advantage of. Tell me um, all about it and how people can sign up. Okay, yeah, so basically um, our market is really special because first of all, we're the largest open-air farmer's market in the upper Midwest. Um, We have 170 stalls that are filled with local families that like you exactly said, this is their income. We work hard from May to October, um, and then that's the income for the entire family for the whole year. Um, our market also borders a food desert. So what that means is that if we are not here, people don't have access to fresh and healthy food, right? Um, mm-hmm. So how it works basically is through the government, if you have a SNAP EBT card, you come to our SNAP EBT booth, you um, let us know how much money you'd like to exchange for market tokens. And those tokens will then be used with our farmers and then our, our food access team, which I call us our food access heroes. Um, we then reimburse the farmers for dollar for dollar of everything that they've spent. Um, and then the customer then can go and use it with any one of our over 170 stalls filled with farmers. Um, because the farmers, they don't, they're not a big grocery store, so they don't have an EBT reader. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. So, so we have to have this program for one, to support our farmers and for two, to support our community. Um, but the really, really special part and why we do feel like heroes is because now with the help of United Healthcare, we don't have to have limits. Back in the day, you know, our program was running on really low resources, and we'd have yeah. to limit, like, $10, $15. But now we're, they're like, how much can we take out? And we say, as much as you want. You should see the faces light up. Like, really? Like, yes. And then, and then on top of that, we can match an extra $10 in um, what we call market bucks. And market bucks can be used just like the tokens. So you're going to get eggs, meat, cheese. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and I'm telling you, this is not, this is not just, like, your, cause I, this is a really personal project for me because I grew up with food stamps. Like, I remember getting powdered milk. I remember getting produce that I, that we really couldn't eat, you know? And this market, the way that our farmers produce their vegetables, it's really connected to the community. So, for example, if, if, if somebody comes from a different country, they're like, listen, I really, really want to eat, like, potato greens, but we don't, they don't sell it at the, the regular grocery stores. And the, our farmers will adapt to the community and provide produce that is culturally relevant to what they like to eat, mm-hmm. um, but, mm-hmm. also, but also just super nutritious. Like, when you have a steak from Cub Foods and you have a steak from a local farmer and a happy cow, I guarantee you it's going to be more nutritious and it's going to taste 100% better. And so not only are we offering more 
um, to, with tripling because we have the, the, pro, the market bucks itself, but now we have an extra $10 that's just meant for fruits and vegetables because we are at the height of vegetable season, and we do yeah. not want our farmers to pack anything back in their truck. We want to make sure all this beautiful produce gets in the hands of people who typically couldn't afford it or that, tip, that really need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, tell me before you go, for folks who are listening who may not know where the farmer's market is, what your hours are, and how they can find you online. Okay. So, we are the Minneapolis Farmer's Market. There's there's over 300 farmer's markets in Minnesota. Ours is the one uh, right in downtown off of Lindale. Um, so, typically, you can park for free underneath the bridge. There's lots of city parking. There's buses that come through here as well. The light rail is just a couple blocks away. Um, and we are right in downtown, and you'll see the three big signature red sheds that have been here since the 1930s. Um, our website is MinneapolisFarmersMarket.com, and then there's also a page that explains in detail how our EBT program works. Our, our food access heroes love explaining the program, so do not feel shy. Come to us. We're here. You can call us on the phone. You can come to us in person. We can explain to you in detail. The farmers love it, so if, if we're not available, you can talk to the farmer and see what's available. Um, but we're here to be a resource for our community and make sure that everybody has healthy access to healthy food. Well, I just thank you so much, uh, Sina. She is the manager of the Minneapolis Farmers Market for joining us here on the Shaletta Show, courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline to talk about their voucher mm. program. And please, you all, check that out. Tell friends and family and neighbors and students who you know could benefit from this program about it because they need it. We'll be right back. Say my name, say my name If no one is around you Say baby I love you If you ain't running games Say my name, say my name You acting kind of shady It is so good to be back with Carrie this Saturday Last Saturday um, I was absent. I had an excused absence, Carrie. I went to the Girl Scouts River Valley Fall Launch. They asked me to come and be um, a keynote speaker. And, I'm, you know, anytime somebody asks me to speak, I'm always so honored that they want to listen. I don't ever take anybody's time for granted. So if somebody comes and they get dressed and they hop in their car and pay $4 a gallon of gas and leave their family behind and sit into a room so they can hear what I have to say, um, I, I, I like to make sure that they don't leave the same way they came. And so, you know, I just kind of shared with them my story and how um, community members and volunteers like them um, helped me. And I told them the story about um, this lady named Patricia Jefferson. I got a letter in the mail from her, Carrie, a couple of weeks ago. And she was a lady in our community who um, helped the youth. Um, she did back-to-school drives. She did backpack giveaways. She did after-school mentoring program. It was all for free. And she wanted to buy some of my books to give away to kids in my old neighborhood in Houston. And I was like, you will not buy these books. I will gift them to you. And so then I began to tell her what a difference and what an impact she made in my life as a little girl growing up. And she was just so shocked and amazed that I remember all the little details um, from, you know, the things that she had done for me as a little girl, how she, 
you know, saw a gift in me to speak and do public speaking. And so she would always make sure at the church that I had a role in, 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 you know, the program and that I would talk. And if I was at school, she would make sure that, you know, I had, you know, a, a, a part in the assembly. Girl, I don't care if it was just to, to say welcome. Uh, now here's principal so-and-so. Or, you know, if I had a little poem to read, any of that stuff. She would always make sure that I participated and got opportunities um, to get behind a microphone. And she was like, oh, my God, you remember that? And so um, so I was just talking to them about um, planting seeds in these young girls uh, through the Girl Scout River Valleys. All the troop leaders were there. And, you know, it was just so amazing. Folks were crying and, you know, we were laughing a little bit and we were loving. And, you know, I just wanted to leave them high and lift it up. I wish you could have been there, Carrie. And, and since you're not on social media, you didn't even get to see the <laughs> pictures that we took uh, with all the women. There was like a couple hundred women there and we were all just loving on each other. It was a wonderful time last Saturday. I'm so glad. Yeah, that if you couldn't be here, I'm glad you were there. Um, did But I have a very important question. I think most people would ask you this question. Since you were yes. with the Girl Scouts, um, did do they have the cookies there? You know, they did not, probably oh. because they knew that I was on a diet. Oh, um, oh. and <laughs> <laughs> so they ate them before no, you got there, got girl. They, they did me a favor. They did, they did, they did give me like a little goodie bag mm-hmm. before I left, and it had some cookies inside oh, of good. it. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, so, you can't, so yeah, you can't be so, with the Girl yeah. Scouts and not. You can't be with the Girl cookies, Scouts and not right? have cookies, right? right? But <laughs> but the one thing that I want to do is. I, you know, I'm going to, you know, talk to Sean this weekend and see what our schedule is like, because, you know, I was supposed to be there to inspire them, but they actually motivated and inspired me because after I finished talking, all these amazing women came up and, and talked about, you know, the girls that they mentor and the programming that they do. And, you know, they told me stories of the girls and how, you know, some of them came shy and, you know, afraid to talk. And now they're, you know, the the little cookie thing is girl, like that little business and they're going door to door and they're talking to people and they're selling their cookies and doing well in school. And, you know, I was just so, um, so encouraged. So I, you know, I, I came home and told Cameron about it cause they had like a little, um, like a little space where you could buy like t-shirts and hats and pins and badges. And so, you know, I went out there and spent $5,100 on <laughs> shirts and stuff. And so I brought like all kinds of goodies home to the kids. And I, I talked to Cameron about it and she, now she wants to do Girl Scouts. Yeah. So I talked to Sean and I was like, look, I know we got a lot going on over here, but let's put the schedule together and make some choices about, you know, just kind of what organizations that we're going to partner with this year. Because, you know, for us, this is going to be, I I was looking for a teacher to come into the home. So this is my grand plan, Carrie. I wanted to find a teacher to come into the house and educate the kids. Now, you know, our house is uh, is really already set up like a school. Like my dining room is, we've got three learning stations. Each one has a desk. Each one has a locker. We got wall dividers. It's, we real serious over here um, because the kids had therapy in the house before COVID for three years. You know, the autism therapy. We did in-home therapy. And so we are already set up like a little school here. And then we have the office, and that's like, the teacher office or the therapist office where they go in and it's a combination lock on the door. Um, there's a table, there's a copy machine, there's a scanner and a fax and a, you know, a closet full of supplies. And, you know, I, I was hoping to find a teacher to come in and educate the kids, either build their own curriculum or work with like a Minnesota connections Academy or something, because I personally, 
you know, everybody's in a different spot. I'm personally not ready for my kids to go back into the classroom. So I put a note out on social media because I kept seeing the story about the teacher shortage and the teachers are not going back to class. And I thought, well, maybe the teachers don't want to go back to the classroom but still want to be educators. Maybe I can find somebody to come into the house you know, and educate the kids. So I put a note on social media and said, hey, we're looking for a teacher. We got three beautiful kids. Um, you know, we will match your salary. So whatever the salary was that you had last year, if you don't want to go back into the classroom, that's fine. Sean and I will match your salary. Girl, I got maybe one taker. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I actually had two, but but one of the ladies, she was retired and she didn't know the ages of the children, and she just felt like the smaller babies would be too much for her, um, you know, but because of her age. So she, she didn't work out. And then I had one gentleman, and I thought he was going to work out, but um, he actually coached um, after school. And so that was additional income that he didn't want to lose. Yeah. And so it didn't work out because of that. And so, like, I, I'm, I really don't want to... You know, I'm not ready for the kids to go back into the classroom with everything that's going on. I just don't feel like, um, you know, and every parent is in a different position. You know, no judging on anybody else, but I just don't feel like the schools have done um, enough to keep them safe from um, COVID. I just don't. And so I, I wanted to stay in the house with the kids and get a teacher in here because that's just not my spiritual gift. Um, otherwise, we'd be taking a gap year before fifth grade. Okay, we'd be like, okay, yeah, we're taking a gap year before the f- <laughs> before the fifth grade. But I just have not been able to get a teacher who says, okay, match my salary. I don't want to go back into the classroom either. And you know, to come over here and follow, um, you know, the the same school schedule as South Washington County, girl, I I, I would be beating teachers off with a stick, girl. I really did. You, I really did. What are you going to do? I don't <laughs> know. And the teachers from uh, our little elementary school over here in Cottage Grove, they're calling. They're like, hey, you got to make a decision. Um, you got to make a, you got to figure, we got to know because, you know, they, they've had a lot of people move to Cottage Grove. They're building uh, an apartment complex. They're building townhomes. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got new housing developments. And so, you know, they're more families. They're telling families, hey, move to Cottage Grove, move to Cottage Grove. And they are. And so their kids have to have a spot and ain't no new schools popping up. And so, you know, they're trying to figure out where they're going to put all the kids. They're, they, they're dealing with the, the teacher crunch. You know, I got the email this week that says, if you don't, um, you know, you're going to get a meet the teacher invite in the email. If there's not a teacher listed, just know that we're working hard to try to find you a teacher. I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, that's too, oh, that's so stressful. It's so it stressful. is. It is. And you know, I, and 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 I love the virtual learning academy that we had out here in Cottage Grove. I hate that they're not doing it in South Washington County this year, because for me, it was so awesome. And what it taught me is that the kids do not have to be in brick and mortar schools to get educated. You know, we always thought you got to be in a classroom to get educated. I saw my kids thrive. Um, in the virtual learning academy, you know, the way they had it set up and how they could interact with their kids. And it was easy and fun for us. And it, 
it was just less stress as a parent for me because I wasn't trying to get four kids ready for school, get four lunches packed, um, you know, boots and, and, and snow gear. And d- did you lose your gloves? And where's your hat and your mittens? And, you know, where are your hand warmers? And, and is your homework done? Girl, we was, you know, and, and a lot of kids, too, we could get out of bed, eat breakfast, and get on into our class. And sometimes the kids were in their pajamas. And, you know, my kids do testing every year through the University of Minnesota Voyager Clinic, um, you know, because they have autism and they made gains. They didn't lose any of the progress. And and that was, you know, a one year of virtual learning. So, you know, the way that these kids learn, the way that they um, get and retain information, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be inside of a classroom. And, and so I, I enjoyed the virtual model. Uh, my kids had a great time. Um, and, and so I, I, girl, look, I was just hoping to find me a teacher to get up in here. And, you know, that's still my prayer. I still got a week. Um, you know, we, I think we got to meet the teacher on Thursday. So I'm hoping maybe between today and Wednesday, um, that, that a teacher would just <laughs> fall out of the miracle. sky. We need a miracle for Shaletta. We, we need, need a, a miracle. miracle. Manna from heaven. That's what I want to teach you. Didn't Mary Poppins fall out the sky? Was that she Mary Poppins did. who she fell sure out did. the sky? Damn it. Where is Mary Poppins? Get an umbrella, somebody, and get over here and help me educate these. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Babies. Y'all don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I was so moved and was shouting when I um, listened to, watched... And really, I was really participating um, in the event, even though I didn't have a microphone because I was throwing uh, towels up in the air and screaming. And Javita still had to grab me and say, girl, calm down before somebody thinks that you are in here. Um, you you in here acting a fool. Calm yourself down. Um, there was a symposium, a panel, whatever you want to call it, uh, of Minneapolis's um, diversity, equity and inclusion leaders. And they were talking about how companies have to offer um, diverse uh, uh, talent uh, more opportunities and and how when they get 
um, people in their companies who um, are from diverse backgrounds and communities of color, LGBTQI, um, you know, you have to give them um, an opportunity to feel like they belong. Right. And, and, you know, the workforce is so much younger now and more diverse and businesses have got to find a way to retain. Once you recruit, that's one thing. But to retain this new generation of workers, these leaders and these companies have got to make sure that the culture of these companies change to meet this new workforce. So that everybody can feel welcome, so that everybody can feel included, whether that person is in a wheelchair or walking upright, um, you know, it, it has to include everyone. And and I was so moved by some of the things that um, Colette Campbell said um, on this panel with um, Dirk DeYoung and, and Courtney and uh, Aisha and our friend, um, the, a friend of this show, James Burroughs from Minnesota Children's. Um, she is with Bremer Bank, and I had to invite her here on the Shaletta Show, and she is joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Miss Collette, thank you for being on the show today and spending a little bit of your Saturday with me. Oh, well, thank you so much for inviting me, Shalette. I'm so excited to be here. I am, too, because, you know, this is, uh, you know, something that is near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, my husband, Sean, and I, we, um, you know, came here in 2004, young and hip, weren't even married. You know, I got a job <laughs> at KSTP. He was over at Fairview, and, you know, we were doing our thing, and, you know, we got married here. We had our little first baby. And uh-huh. then we were like, we got to get out of here. You know, we got recruited. <laughs> we honestly, we got recruited. We were here, uh-huh. but 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 we didn't feel included. Yeah, yeah. You know well, what I mean? Is, we didn't feel like do, the, the do, so we we, we left. We we yeah, left. Yeah, we left. Yeah, and, I, and we I'm weren't the only ones. Yeah, I'm also yeah. a transplant. I think one of the things for many folks of color that come to this area, that is really a reality. You have to, there has to be something sticky for you here. And so for me, I ended up, I married a Minnesotan and that's why I'm here, right? In this community and we have family here, but I can tell you that in my first year, um, I met, you know, some really great folks, but many of my other colleagues, black colleagues left, they did not last. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and that was, that was hard because, you know, you're, you're at a new place and you're trying to establish your life and make relationships. And so that's one of the, I would say, both challenges and opportunities that we have in this region to figure out how do we make it sticky for people to stick here? Because it's not just about the jobs. There's, this is a great region, lots of opportunity. But after the nine to five, what happens in five to nine? What happens on the weekends? What happens in those those other times where life is important? And so um, I'm glad you stayed. <laughs> well, we le- but that's the thing. We left and came back. We you left. left we, came back. we came so in 2004. Um, the schools, because mm-hmm. I've got three kids with autism. Um, and so I just reestablished those, you know, relationships and, 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 you know, uh, was a little bit older and a little bit wiser about my footprint and my movement, but, Mm -hmm. um, but we left and came back and, you know, that's the same with a lot of people, Angela and Deshaun Mm -hmm. Drew, 
Um, same mm-hmm. with them. They left, went to Dallas and came back. And, you know, and, and you, you don't want to uproot your family and move. You want to get somewhere, like you said, stick around and stay and make a contribution. But, you know, it, it's like you said, it's one thing to be recruited. Um, it's another thing to be retained. When we start talking about what these companies can do to help mm-hmm. um, families and people that they hire who are from communities of color feel like they're a part of it. Not just that you got hired and you got this opportunity. That's one thing, but to feel a part of the organization, you know, what's the first step that they can take? Cause a lot of people are scratching their heads. Like, okay, you wanted me to hire some black people. I hired some black people. And now what? I mean, what, what, what more yeah. do you want? Well, we want to feel yeah. included. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, I, I think it's, I think it's kind of multi-layered. First of all, it depends on the size of the company. Sometimes companies that are really big have a lot of resources. We're a mid-sized company, I would say. So we do have resources, but we don't have necessarily a lot of ERGs, so employee resource groups, like at some of these larger companies, they'll have, you know, the cohorts of whatever it is of the community that you might identify with. So for myself as a black woman, like we don't have a black ERG. Um, or things like that. But what we do do is we really believe in collaboration and partnership. And so we're a part of some of these larger um, groups that that we can kind of learn from and collaborate with. And one of them right now is um, the Minnesota um, Coalition on Racial Equity. Um, you know, one of I know one thing that we are working on within that is is how do we how do we kind of establish, be able to kind of communicate across different sectors, different sizes of businesses, these these kinds of groups for people to find um, find people who have similar circumstances to them, or there's some like you know, I, and I think that's that's really that's important, and I think some of that, a lot of that onus is on the organization. So to your point, not just the recruiting that hey, we want you here. Um, but but also then how do you help people who especially aren't from this region understand what's available? And I, I, I don't think that you have to do that in isolation, and I don't think that just because you might not be a really big company that offers all these different kind of employee resource groups inside, everybody can do it. So start with where you're at, what, what you have, and um, figure out if you don't have it, who to partner with so that you can – you know, be able to to tell employees as you're as they're coming into your um, organizations, uh, have those resources available. We are talking to Colette Campbell. Um, she is the chief talent acquisition and diversity officer at Bremer Bank, and she specializes in human development, human resources, and business consulting. Um, I found out who she was when I listened to, watched, and, like I said, participated. I wasn't on the panel because I didn't have a microphone, but that does not mean I wasn't screaming. Uh, <laughs> And yelling, say it again. I know that's right. You tell them uh, at this uh, DEI uh, panel. Um, and they had leaders from so many different industries uh, talking about um, how companies must offer diverse uh, workers a path uh, from recruiting to feeling like uh, they belong. And I'm so grateful for Dirk DeYoung and his team over at the Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal for putting this on. Now, hold on, because I know you have to uh, a busy day, but I'm going to ask you to stick around for one more segment because I want to ask you about the importance of an inclusive regional economy. 
and how we have got to give everybody an opportunity. Um, and that looks like racial equity. We're going to continue our conversation uh, with Colette Campbell from Brimmer Bank when we come back. It is 1150. You're listening to News Talk 830 WCCO Radio, your good neighbor station. And she is my soul sister. I'm talking to Colette Campbell. She is the Chief Talent Acquisition and Diversity Officer for Bremer Bank. If you have not seen, and it is available online, the DEI Leadership Forum, uh, where companies... uh, you know, some of the best and brightest DEI professionals from companies throughout the region came together to talk about how companies can um, offer uh, diverse workers a path from just recruiting them to belonging. You have got to go online and check that out. I've got a link up on my um, Twitter and Facebook pages where you can watch it. And, you know, I I was just so moved by some of the things that um, Colette Campbell said at that event that I had to invite her on the Shaletta show to talk about that. And I'm so glad that you took a moment on a busy Saturday morning um, to chat with us and really enlighten us, Colette, about diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, we talk about it. We've given it a fancy initial. It's a fancy catchphrase. But it's a way of life for you, isn't it? It's more than just initials and acronyms and, and a title. It's a way of life for you. For, for sure. And, and Shaletta, one of the things that has to happen, to your point, it's not just this this title or this acronym, but how how is this work integrated into everything that you do strategically? And that's what our goal is at Bremer. And so, in you know, we're a bank, and so we've got we've got goals to meet, and th- and this work is a part of our goal. So we've integrated our DEI goals into our key performance indicators that we want to know that we are being successful. And part of that is in who we have as our talent, because we know that when you've got a diverse talent set in your organization, you have better innovation, better results, and actually you have higher financial reward. So we, um, again, not alone, but in partnership collaboration, we we set our goals. So we say, we know um, in this region, uh, every single institution, so our footprint is Minnesota, Wisconsin, North Dakota, we know that our schools are increasingly, increasingly graduating more and more diverse uh, students. And, and so we've got some goals. We've got goals over the next five years of this is how many black folks we can hire. This is how many Latino, Asian. We've gone down the list of knowing what's available and, and really challenging ourselves so that our organization is reflective of the demographics that we're a part of. Because, you know, on the panel we talked about, and and people are always saying, well, is the talent out there? The talent is out there, but it's also inside our organization. So it's not only about seeking about what's outside, but what's within and what are you doing for that talent that is within? What kind of pathways are we creating? And I'm I'm going to be honest, it's not easy and not everybody maybe is in the same space, but if from the top you set the goal and you set the standard, you know, people will rise to it. And, and that's really what's been happening for us. And it's just part of who we are. I think our DNA about cultivating thriving communities, if everybody's not thriving, 
then that is a problem, right? And so, and we know that um, many of our folks, particularly our diverse populations, aren't. And so that's our goal. And it has to be intentional. Um, when I found out about these goals, um, you know, and, and when you all were talking about it and then you really made it plain about what Brimmer was doing, you know, I, I was so encouraged because I've got four children over here. They're going to have to work somewhere. Somebody is going to yeah. have to seek them out. And it's not just about black and white. It's about kids with autism. It's about neurodiverse people. It's about, you know, my friend Steve Thompson's daughter, Erin, uh, her, she's got a grad she's getting ready to have a graduate degree and you know had a difficult time finding a job because you know she's in a wheelchair um and and so you know it's it's all of these goals not just more black people not just more latino people but you know how you all sit down and strategically talked about okay uh one in 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 40 something kids um have autism at some point that's gonna they're gonna be adults they're gonna need to work you know what opportunities will we have out there for them and and you know even though people may not be in the same space um, we need to all be talking the same talk and walking that same walk. And, and you know, you talked about region. You know, talk to me about um, how important it is to have that regional approach to um, looking at the diversity, equity, and inclusion, not just bank to bank, but state to state, city to city, county to county. Well, again, for regional prosperity, and to your point, it has to be, it has we have to be looking internally, and for us, the, especially with when we talk about abilities and people who, you know, the diversity within kind of just whatever it is, cognitive, just how we're showing up, even even talking about that and making people aware of, um, of how do we look at the work that we do and how do we offer it to, to, to different types of talent. And I, I think that conversation around abilities and just um, is a really, is a more increasingly important one as we are more aware of the different types of neurodiversity that's out there and and how do we incorporate it. But for for our regional success, our regional prosperity, our regional sustainability, we have to be um, much more deliberate and and figure out ways of of um, of being a more inclusive organizations. And even to your point, I mean, right now, you know, the world of work is very interesting in terms of are people even coming into the workplace as much. And so, I think that the opportunity for accessibility, I think, actually can be greatly enhanced because more and more people can work in different places. And so, if organizations maybe don't have that accessibility, you know, again, there's the opportunity of working remote. Um, so I, I I just I think that there is a lot out there. We have to keep um, not only talking but innovating and and challenging ourselves. And um, I I think that's when we're going to have greater regional success. Well, we have been blessed by your wisdom. Thank you so much for coming on the Shaletta Show. And you all stick around. There's two more wonderful and great hours to come right here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 